We begin with a simple meditation, allowing your body to relax and enjoy the conversation which is to come. Sit comfortably and when you are able to, close your eyes. Place your attention on your breath as you inhale and exhale through your nose. With each inhale, drive your breath into your belly, allowing it to expand. And as you exhale, allow the breath to exit with a gentle sigh. One more deep breath in, into your belly. And a gentle exhale as you sigh. And again, a deep inhale into your belly, allowing for a full exhale as you sigh. As you bring your breath to a regular calm pace, inhaling and exhaling through your nose, allow for a wave of relaxation to wash over your body. Finding any areas that may be holding tension. Begin scanning at the top of your head, noticing your brow, your jaw, releasing any tension. Scan your neck, your shoulders, lifting your shoulders up to your ears and allowing them to drop. And again, lifting the shoulders up to the ears and allowing them to drop. Feeling the weight of the world rolling off. As you continue to relax, allow your chest and your upper back to release as you become aware of the beating of your heart in your chest. You may gently place your fingertips on your sternum, feeling the beating of your heart. Chin to chest in gratitude. As you continue to relax, let any tension go from your belly and you may place one hand on your heart and one on your belly, connecting the vibration of these two centers through your hands. Release even further, feeling the weight of your body on your seat as you place your hands on your lap. Allow for this wave of relaxation to wash over your legs, puddling at your feet with any traces of tension disappearing into the ground. Continue to inhale and exhale through your nose, allowing yourself to relax even further Breathe for another three rounds of breath. And when you're ready, you may open your eyes. Hello, and welcome to the Live Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Paola Atlason, holistic health consultant and healthy lifestyle designer. 
During the podcast, I will be in conversation with renowned women in service to their community, sharing personal stories and the self-care rituals that keep us grounded. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Life Journal podcast. My name is Paola. Um, by now, you should know me. And I'm here today with Ariana, and she's an amazing woman who I met through another amazing woman, Mariam. And we already had a conversation a few months ago. So I feel like this is a continuation to our conversation. But before we dive in, I wanted to thank everybody that came to last Wednesday's moon ceremony. We had a beautiful full moon ceremony where we expanded our intentions and we put on paper um, the, per the version of us that we want to embody. And it was really beautiful. So thank you to everyone that came. There will be more workshops going forward. So if you want to stay in the loop, go on my website under members, events, and there's a little um, box where you can put your info. We're going to be doing monthly workshops. And if you're ready to dive in and take care of your health and your well-being, you can reach out to me to schedule an intro chat um, and we can discuss my programs. I have a group starting in June. I have a one-on-one -on -one starting in June. And then I won't have anything until July. So if you're interested in the time is now, schedule an chat. We can discuss details and you can make the best choice for yourself. So welcome to the show, Ariana. I'm not even going to say much because I just want everybody to know who you are, your story and your beautiful food. And we have very similar point of views regarding food and health and wellness and care of the self. So Who are you? Oh boy, what an intro. <laughs> um, first, I wanted to say that sounds really interesting, that moon ceremony. That sounds like something I would have loved to participate in because I was doing a moon meditation by myself at like three in the morning here in France and I was in the full moon, so that's very cool. Um, so my name is Ariana. I'm the founder of wellmama.com. Um, I'm a passionate foodie. I'm a health enthusiast. Um, gosh, I've done so many things. In my past life, I was a marketing executive for many, 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 many years. Um, and then um, I turned my passions into what I do. So I started Well Mama a long time ago as a side kind of hustle. And it was just a blog where I used to share my recipes and interviews with interesting people like Paula. And, um, and then when I moved to France about nine months ago, I quit corporate life. And then I just decided to really focus on what I wanted to do, like which of the passions I would really pursue because I was, you know, into, I mean, I've always been into food um, and wellness and nutrition, um, but also all sorts of things like fitness. I'm a Pilates instructor. And so I decided I'm just going to follow my heart and do what I really like what the inner me or my higher self or the little girl in me has always wanted to do. And that's focus on food. And so everything from, you know, picking the ingredients and knowing where it's sourced to preparing it, to making it, to sharing it with people. And I just want to, I think for me, my, my objective now and my mission with Well Mama is really to share my love of food and bring pleasure and enjoyment um, back to the fooding process, you know, because I feel like we, 
anyways, for me in my 20s and 30s, um, I spent a lot of time either having like a strict diet or cutting out food groups or like wondering what to do to heal through food and, and whatever. But I ended up like by my late 30s feeling like, oh, I'm, I don't like, I've taken the love and the enjoyment out of food and it's become more of a, of a, uh, my relationship with it was, and the energy around food was not positive anymore. Like it used to be. And I remember as a teen, as a kid, like I loved food, you know, I would like sit with my mom and was so happy when I learned how to cut an onion, you know what I mean? Like I was so into food and, and I thought, gosh, I need to get back into it. Like what, what happened to me, you know? And, and so now my thing is like, well, if anybody went through that or is going through that and wants to kind of, you know, rebuild their relationship with food and, and learn how to cook like really tasty food and, and, and focus on what flavors work well together and on fresh seasonal kind of plant-based whole foods, um, then I will help them do that. So I have my eBooks. Um, I do cook-alongs. I do private courses with with people who just want to like you know figure out like how to cook for themselves in a in like a wholesome, delicious way. But that's also healthy. But I don't put the focus on the healthy. I put the focus on the enjoy the process and put a lot oh, of yeah. It has to be delicious, high energy, kind of high vibration food. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that so much. I remember the first time we spoke, that's something that you that really resonated with both of us in terms of our journey because there's a point in your life where food just becomes so rigid when you're trying to be healthy and you lose all the joy and the love and you know, you're it starts out as okay, I want to lose some weight. Usually that's a that's the thing. We're, we're never thinking, oh, I want to feel better. There's a, in our 20s and 30s, we always want to lose weight, right? Like, okay, so I'm going to look for a diet. And a diet is usually what you take out. You know, it's very focused on what you don't eat. So you start mm -hmm. taking it out and maybe it works. And then you're like, oh, it stopped working. So now I need to do another diet. And then the other diet takes you to take out other stuff. And then all of a sudden you keep taking stuff out and all you're left with is not much and it's not on um, the focus is not on, on making the food and preparing the food is not eating the food and we carry that for so long and you know as you know you actually get more overall results in your well-being when there is joy in your food it's better to eat a delicious piece of cake with joy than to eat a dry salad with some dry chicken breast with sadness. Oh, totally. Like, you know, right? I mean, the, it, I think, I don't know when in my journey, like, I think there were a few occasions where I got wake-up calls. And one of them where it was a, um, a lady I had interviewed for Well Mama when I was living in Dubai, and she was a nutritionist and, and, you know, a coach and she had a lot of credentials, but she also had, um, she was very spiritual and she was very much into Ayurveda and into, um, meditation and energies and, um, really holistic. And she had said to me that, you know, when she puts people kind of, when she assesses their dietary kind of intake and, and whatnot, if they had issues, they would come to her with, let's say, 
I don't know, fertility issues or gut issues. And she said, you know, I, you eliminate stuff. And sure, if you're not eating anything, like, okay, like, I guess you won't be irritated anymore, but, but it's, but, the, but that's not the solution. And you're going to plateau at some point. And oftentimes it's, um, it's the energy that you put around the food, you know, like if you're sitting down and you're stressed out, um, because you've hurried up to make this whatever dinner and you're just like telling the kids, like, just come and eat and da da da. And you're just that whole experience, like don't even eat because the enzymes that you're supposed to produce, they're not there. You're going to be in stress mode. Your body's going to be saying, I can't deal with food right now. I need to tame this, <laughs> this nervous system. And then you don't digest well. And, and I, and, 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 you know, it came to a point, um, so that was one little wake-up call, and it really stuck with me when she said that. Um, and then a few years later, I was, uh, I was working in an office, and it just happened to be a little startup with a lot of young people who were huge foodies, and they loved either, and they, it was like, because in Dubai, it was very multicultural, so you had a lot of different nationalities come in. And so you'd get like the Indian guys who'd like come with their homemade food and it and at lunchtime it would smell of curry. And then there would be the ones who would do takeout Thai food and then and they would talk about it and they would eat it. And it would, there was so much joy when in that office. And I was sitting at my desk with a stupid salad. Nothing wrong with salad, but sometimes you don't feel like having a salad. But I was there and I felt like I was really, really missing out on the whole food experience and like it wasn't like even then they would eat together they would order together and then just exchange and that whole like they were digesting their food for sure and i was eating my broccoli and my i don't know what and i i had bitterness you know <laughs> so yeah so i think there are a few occasions like that where i just thought this is ridiculous and my boss's sister once had brought her a cake at the office because it was her birthday and it was from this place I will always remember. It was a, a bakery called Sugar Moo. And they just made, like, the name says it all, right? And they just made these, you know, those American-style chocolate layer cake kind of, you know, the, 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 the birthday cake, like the proper, yes. you know? And they were cutting it up. And I would usually always say, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, I don't eat sugar. I don't eat and that day I said, I've had enough. I'm, I, I want that cake. I'm going to have a piece. And everybody looked at me like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> and um, and I, it went down so well. So I decided that the next time that I would have that urge, I would, you know, lean into it. And, and now I, I, I pretty much try to eat what I want when I want it, if I know what I want to eat and whatever. And I really try to listen to myself. Like, do I feel like eating this? Am I stressed? If I just got into an argument or whatever, I'm not going to sit down and eat. I'm usually going to try to chill out because I want to. I want that whole experience to be enjoyable. And I think that's the thing. And I think you do the same thing, right, with your clients when yeah. when it comes to, to food. You need to. And obviously, you're not going to eat junk food every day. And obviously, you shouldn't be eating like processed foods. But but no matter what you eat, you've got to make sure that the, the good energy is there. Absolutely. And, you know, something that I teach my clients, and it was something that took me a while 
to really um, understand is that each meal counts, right? We tend to clump meals into a day. So we think, oh, I already had a bad breakfast, you know, quote unquote bad, but we, which I detest that we classify food as good or bad. Yeah, there are things yeah. that are healthier. There are things that are unhealthier. There are things that have simple ingredients. There are things that have ingredients that we don't even recognize. But this whole tagging of good or bad or clean, I hate, and I don't even like that word. I very much dislike the t- title clean, clean yeah, food, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that tends to lead us to this minimalistic puritan monastic kind of yeah yeah route. but you know if there's it, clean there's dirty there's dirty so if i'm not eating the clean food then i might as well just eat all the shit because i'm dirty <laughs> you know so um you know and and we and then we clump it into a day or or even a, a week right so it's like i'll start monday as a typical one because my weekend i already had brunch with my girls and there was champagne and pancakes so the weekend is done so I may as well just eat. It's like, no, no, no. If you understand that you have 21 meals in a week, if you're eating three times a day, seven days a week, let's say, have your cake with one. If you're going to love it, have a beautiful pie, whatever whatever the thing is that has been demonized. Like you're saying, have it. And then the next, at each meal, you make sure that it's, it's the best meal you can have, right? So you don't have to be in this, um, mode of restriction and, and rigidity, which doesn't serve you. And to your point, digestion begins when you look at the food. You know, our ancestors, by looking at what they were going to hunt or gather or forage, their body already knew how to prepare. And to your point, people would sit together and and, and, and eat. You know, I grew up in the Dominican Republic and we ate together every single day and it's a different dynamic. And we tend to forget all of these, you know, or we, actually we don't forget, we simply don't know. But you know, when you're, when you're so rigid and you don't understand that that's the moment you look at food, you smell food, you sit down to eat the food, you're already digesting. We don't know that people think you put the food in a lot of people don't even know how we, how we digest or how long it mm-hmm. takes for something to be in transit in the body. But, you know, that whole philosophy, that whole idea of eating with joy, even if it's a rock that you eat, it's going to go down better than eating that healthy salad. And by the way, let's talk a little bit about salad because, you know, I've worked with over 200 women at this point. And the main thing, 9.99% of women eat on a daily basis. It's a freaking salad. These massive salads. Everybody's eating salad, right? And when I tell people, I actually don't want you to eat that much salad, it's like a shock. Right? It's like, I thought that's what you're supposed to eat. And it's like, we are in a in a pandemic of salad. For sure. Like in France, you know how there's this whole French paradox with the French women being very slim and men as well. They're pretty slim. And the one thing that French people don't do is that they don't eat these big salads. Like once in a blue moon, they might if they go to, I don't know, have lunch at a restaurant or something. But the French actually eat a little bit of everything and they're going to have vegetables and fruits and so on at different points in time. But 
like their meal is going to be like, oh, a little bit of leeks with a little bit of uh, the chicken and a bit of bit of the bread. And then you're going to have cheese and a bit of green salad with the cheese. There's like little bits of vegetables with other bits of things, you know, so you're never they're never going to like sit down with a big salad. Um, like it's very rare, you know, maybe in the more recent generations, but even so it's not a thing right like it's just and and because it's a lot to digest a big it's a lot it's very heavy and that's something that you know it's raw fiber at the end of the day it's it's a massive amount of raw fiber and a lot of people for example they don't put good fats in it because you know we, we're still writing the the low fat thing which is as we know completely outdated we actually need the good fats so when you're eating all this raw fiber with dry protein because usually there's like tuna or chicken breast which is not fatty either you're just eating rough roughage so you're not even you know a lot of the nutrients in these foods are fat soluble so if you don't have avocado and olive oil and eggs or some some good fats in your salad you're just eating roughage that's gonna go and scratch up your whole um, intestinal tract, li literally, especially if, if that's what you're eating day in and day out. And, you know, I'm Dominican. We don't have a Dominican paradox because nobody knows how we eat. <laughs> but I, I grew up eating the same way. You eat a little bit of rice with a little bit yeah. of beans, a little bit of chicken, and there's a little bit of greens, and there's some kind of starchy thing. And, and then you're like, you're so satisfied because you're eating from all the food groups. Mm -hmm. and you're eating all the fats and all the and foods in their natural form you know when we start you know in in the extremes you're either a vegan or you're a keto or you're a pig and it's like all of these um components you know in when i'm working with people we do take some things out in the beginning of the program because they're inflammatory and a lot that's another thing that i see day in and day out it's inflammation in the in the gut Partly, partially due to all the roughage we're eating, partially due to all the additives in the food and the packaged foods, partially due to a lot of the oils when people are eating out all the time. You don't know what oils they're using, even at good restaurants. They're not using high-grade olive oil and making all your food, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then the stress that we're going through on a daily basis and the amount of alcohol that we're drinking day to day. It's just normal to be drinking on a daily basis. And a lot of people feel that, they're holding on to weight and weight and talking about it as a very broad term, right? And, and most, it's mostly inflammation. If they're not gaining weight because they're eating too many calories and we're still counting calories, which is insane. Which is crazy, which is crazy. I mean, I think it's, and, and in the end, you know, it's funny because in the end, it's all about good sense. You know, if, if nobody had ever told us eat low fat or restrict this and take this out or whatever, we would never have naturally done it, right? Like naturally we would just see, you know, the rice and the chicken and the, or whatever, and the fruits and the vegetables and everything in, in some sort of balance. But I think we get exposed to so much influence that, it, you know, if we start adopting everybody's different values um like nutritionally and like diet wise then we really kind of we give up our own you know good sense you know yeah. following gurus or following um this person who's eating that or this person who is eating that or this diet or that diet the moment you start following a 
guru or a, a, a method or something like that, then you're, what you're really doing is giving up your own um, autonomy and sovereignty to decide what makes good sense to you. You know, you're kind of taking the responsibility and putting it onto that person or that method or that thing. And so that, you know, you don't need to do, do the work yourself and do the thinking yourself. I love, I love that you said that. I, I, I tend to um, title that or, or speak of it in, that we tend to outsource our well-being. Yeah. So it, then you don't become responsible for it because, Absolutely. oh, Ariana, Ariana eats this way and it's working for her. So I'm going to eat like her. And then if it doesn't work for me, it, it's her fault. It's a fault of that yeah. thing or I'm broken, you know, and we go into these mental, you know, if the conversations that go in, on in our minds around food, there's a phenomenon called food exhaustion. Yeah. Because you're always thinking about what to eat or what not to eat and what this person is doing. And then with the access we have to social media and seeing what people are doing, which most of the time is not even real. You know, it's, it's this pretending and this constant pursuit of purity and, uh, and, and, you know, tag on to that, our beauty standards, who, who are our beauty standards? I had a conversation recently on the podcast with Clarissa a few episodes back. Um, and she, I'm from a Hispanic background. She, she was talking about her background and we were like, we grew up in the nineties and our role models were Kate Moss and yeah. like women that are like, not even my race. You know, I'm not even talking about physical type. It's like a completely different demographic, but this, these are, these were our aspirations. And it took me a very long time to embrace my shape, you know, and what strength and resilience means in my container. But to your point, we're always, there's so much information and gurus and, and, and wisdom, you know, celebrities. And then you get so confused and then you throw in the towel and you're like, I just don't know. I don't know what to do. But what I love about what you do is I love the, um, your live cooking uh, groups when you're cooking with other women across the world. And you always look so happy and you're moving around in your kitchen. Yeah, well, in my kitchen. <laughs> but it is. But I think, um, you know, it's funny because... I find that, you know how you were, like we were saying, the digestion, it starts before you, you put the food in your mouth. I think it even starts like when you go and pick your vegetables, when you, or you, when you, when you, even if you order them online and you get them, just looking at them, smelling them and, you know, it, it gives you kind of appetite. And then when you're cooking, you get to discover food and sometimes just, and, and cooking together is really fun. Like that's a really good dynamic. We're usually like maybe four or five people. And, uh, and we just go follow like one of my book recipes and we, and, and we just do everything together and it's so much fun. And, um, and I feel like just doing that whole process makes, I, I'm sure that we will digest it well. Do you see yeah. what I mean? It's just I that whole it. thing. But, but I think it's important to have fun, like to have fun cooking and have fun 
um, and enjoy the, the, the smelling of food and the different textures and exploring them and just even learning to associate like this spice with that spice and, and so on and so forth. Like learning about all that stuff is, um, it's a lot of fun and it's very empowering to, to learn how to cook for yourself, you know, because I feel yeah, like there's yeah. a lot of people who they know a few recipes. Like one of my clients was telling me this the other day. She says, you know, I'm, if you ask me, do I know how to cook? I don't know what to say because yes, I can follow a few recipes, but if you just, I don't know, get me a chicken and some lemons and whatever, some, some fennel, I don't know what to do with it. My mom knew how to cook. She knew what to do with those things, but I don't really know because I think it's, it's something that's been a, a little bit lost. Um, and, and so I think it's, it's important that we reconnect with our food and that we get to know like the different, uh, seasonal vegetables and fruits. There's even seasons for like fish and you know what I mean? And like even cheeses have seasons based on when yeah. and whatever, like where the goats did their thing. Like, so, so I think the more you kind of, uh, reconnect with, with food, um, in that way, the, the, the more interesting it gets. And it's so much fun. I mean, I love it. Like I can ooze, you know, enthusiasm about food, but I think a lot of us have it in us to to do it because we're human beings and we need to feed ourselves some more than others but i think it's just a really good skill to have you know to learn how to cook for yourself you know and how to do stuff and and when we get into these cook-alongs it is just really it's a lot of fun and we often end up you know like in like-minded people we come from all different walks of life different ages different geographies but you know, we all reconnect to like this one around this one dish. Um, and it's interesting. And then, and depending where the person lives, they're going to say, well, no, I'm in Australia. This is not in season. So you people in the Northern hemisphere are annoying to me. because <laughs> I want to roast vegetables right now and you're eating asparagus, you know, but, but it's funny to exchange as well. So no, I really, I really, really enjoy that. And I think everybody should enjoy you know, the, the whole yeah. process. I'm definitely going to jump into one of those too because that, that idea of cooking in a group is so beautiful, you know, and it's, it's this exchange, right? I'm seeing that a lot in my, in my um, coaching groups where people love this. Oh, you know, you know, I have people send me the picture of, of their plates every day because I'm teaching them how to compose a plate without weighing or measuring anything. It's, I want you to have cooked vegetables, raw vegetables, protein, good fat, your starches, and, I, and you learn how to gauge it so that it becomes intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. And you eat until you're satiated and people start releasing weight and it's the same idea of being engaged with the food, right? And when they start sharing, and again, same, same concept, women across the world, different demographic, different age groups, and somebody makes this chicken in a certain way, like, oh, what did you use? Oh, here we have this spice. Like, how do I get it? And then they, they become engaged with the food, which is a different dynamic than, again, going to a diet when you're actually kind of disengaging with the food. But what would you say, well, okay, two of the biggest um, roadblocks my clients come to me with are one, I don't have time. I just don't have time to cook. And the other one is I don't, I don't know how to, how to, I don't just don't know how to do it. I don't have access to all the spices or vegetables, you know? 
Um, I teach them how to batch cook, how to very simply roast some vegetables, make a chicken, some meatballs, some salmon. And that's kind of the foundation of getting them engaged with them because there are, there are things you can buy in any supermarket. But what would be your message to somebody that says either, I just don't have time to cook beautiful food or somebody that says, I just don't have anything around me to cook beautiful food with? Well, I think, I mean, it goes along with the batch cooking. I think planning has a, a role to play. So if you're really, really busy, like I have a friend who, she was actually my first client, really busy, single mom. She works a lot. And during um, confinement over here, she was working crazy hours. And, um, and she found that we did planning for her. So basically it would be, you know, roast, because there's a lot of ways, right? You can just roast your vegetables or like pre-prepare, like I roast tomatoes and I roast, like the oven does all the work, you know, you, you just cut stuff up, shove it in the oven and then put it in the fridge. And as the week goes on, you know, you can assemble things and use it as a side for this thing or set it aside for that or whatever. Um, now, does it mean like, okay, maybe sometimes it means go get the rotisserie chicken over there and it's from the, the guy at the, the butchers or whatever. And then at least you have done your sides, you know, like you do, you know, you try to do as local and seasonal and homemade as possible. Um, and life will get in the way, you know, sure. Eat, you know, beans, use canned beans. It's, oh, it's okay. You know, like don't, you don't need to like go all out. And the other thing I would say so I would say stick with simplicity, plan, stick with simplicity. Don't get sophisticated with like a gazillion ingredients. Anyways, we, you know, right? Like when you've got too many ingredients going on, like that wreaks havoc as well, right? Like, so, you know, you keep, keep it simple. You can keep it rustic. Um, and um, the other thing I would say is just spend, do spend one, whatever, one session getting a pantry of herbs and spices because that and i say this with a lot of them a lot of people who've started to work with me i found that they always use the same herbs and spices so some people will just have like they always have oregano they have salt and they have pepper and like garlic powder you know what I mean? and that's that's well and good but it's really easy to just what i do is i send them a list um of like, these are like, depending what they like as well and, and, and so on. But I'll say like, this is the kind of Mediterranean herb spice pantry uh, and order them online. This is where you can get it. These are the links, make your baskets, you know? And there's things, so already getting all the herbs, getting the spices, having things like cumin, having things like smoked paprika. If you don't wanna make your own curry powder, you buy the ready-made curry powder. Like, whatever there's all these elements sesame oil is magic you know it's um there's things that are just there are ingredients where you, you don't need much but oh my god what a difference it makes in, in okay. good small paprika good cinnamon good you know sea salt and good pepper um fennel seeds fennel seeds really like fennel seeds there's so much there's like rosemary then there's like the, there's thyme and you can get like sage. you can start up what sage sage you know and sage is quite nice because it has a bit of a meaty kind of taste so you yeah. can when you're doing like 
vegetarian you can put in some sage and it gives it like a bit of robustness and so there's all these like herbs and spices and you just need to like you, you know baby steps you build that little base pantry but it will open up a world like a smoked paprika has opened up when i discovered that it's like oh my gosh where were you <laughs> like, you know I, I mean that in anything and, and that's the thing i love that you're bringing that up because a lot of people say oh well now i'm bored because I'm, it's i only can get chicken or brown or cow meat or salmon and then in vegetables you know you can always get carrot celery potato sweet potato da 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 so we have like our list of, of the base ingredients Chances are, if that's all you can find, you can still make it fun by adding different spice or mash it or roast it or steam it or saute it sure. or cut it up or grind it or leave a hole or like, I love how you called it rustic and, and just take the complicated recipes are guidelines. Recipes help. Like if you really don't know how the temp for me, I use a recipe Uh, for temperature and cooking times mainly like if I'm going to make a rose and I need that yeah. but you all you need uh, do you know um that um chef Samin Nosrat if you uh, have that yes book? yes 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 salt acid fat heat yes I love that book and, and it, it explains very well I remember I don't have it but I remember going through it and it explains a lot about well the role of like Yeah, said fat heat. It's like it makes such a difference, and you yeah, can like if you, if you know if you if you if you have the, your whatever your chicken or your potato or whatever it is, and you know how much salt you need, how much acid in terms of lemon or vinegar or or from wherever it comes, if you have the right fat and you know how to cook it, you don't need a recipe. You just you know it's like that idea of. Give me a chicken, some lemons, and a fennel, and I'll know what to do with it. Because there is not, it's not that complex. You just need to play. But it's 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 very intimidating for some people, especially you know there were some of us. And I I grew up. My grandma used to cook. She was the one that cooked all the time. With my mom, she was working all the time, so we always had somebody that cooked in the house that would come and cook. So I learned to cook from my grandmother. And to be honest with you, from watching a lot of cooking shows when I was a teenager, I was intrigued by these people, you know, like chefs of the world and all of yeah. um, this stuff. But there are some people that haven't had that. They've, they've grown up with people that buy food or you eat at school or you order food and it, you never have that. So what would be something you would say to somebody that's really never really cooked and they're so intimidated by it? What would be your like encouraging, you know, words of encouragement? It's baby steps. I think it's really baby steps. It's just start small, start simple, start like simplicity. And you just start and you do it. You know, I have had people who've told me, I don't want to do a cook along. I, I'm, I'm attracted by it. I kind of want to do it, but I would never cook in front of other people because I have, I'm all thumbs. I don't know anything. I don't know where to start. And then when I do one-on-one, -on -one, they actually, they're not, they, they kind of know, like they're very intimidated, but because they say that they're intimidated, they're even more intimidated. You know, they become even more scared of doing it. 
but it's just you start really simple what do you like to eat well i like to eat this okay well let's do a simple version of that you i don't know you like pasta bolognese okay fine pasta bolognese do the let's learn this it's like chop the onion smash the garlic olive oil herb and then just toss that already knowing how to do that like that chop onion garlic olive oil a bit of herb that thing is a base for a gazillion different meals right thank <laughs> you right and so and it's repetition you learn through rep repetition so all those little things once you know how to do that onion garlic thing um then you see okay you know how to do it with ground meat then that's fine and then at first start simple you don't want to do the whole tomato fresh tomato thing right away fine use canned boom it's like it's that's how i teach my teenage son right like simple and then um and do it and repeat it and repeat it and one day you will do a slightly different recipe where you're going to say okay i'm going to put like chicken chunks in it you know so put chicken chunks and then put a bit of curry powder put coconut milk and let it simmer that's it like the, these are very simple recipes but i think you need to empower people by like doing really simple simple stuff of the things that they enjoy and the more you do the more empowered you feel and then the more you think oh okay i know how to do this right like fish a lot of people feel intimidated with fish they don't know what to do with fish. They're like, ooh, they don't even like forget the whole fish, but even a fish fillet. I've had, I've had, uh, there's a, a girlfriend of mine who I like, she knows how to cook. I've been to her house. She's made dinner. She will not touch fish, not because she doesn't like it, but because she's scared of messing it up. And, you know, it's funny. It's just like, well, and then I just sat and I did it with her. And she thought, oh, okay, that's really, that was, that was easy. That was easier than yeah. what I thought. And, you know, and, so I think you just got to start. So those people who don't know and who are all thumbs and feel intimidated, start super simple, uber simple. Even with find that there, are, there are three things that when I get people to make those, they feel so empowered because they seem intimidating, but they're so simple. And one is roasting a whole chicken, yes, which is the easiest thing in the world. Like if you have a good chicken you barely need anything right and you yeah. could play with it but you literally don't have to do much um another one is making a really good soup mm -hmm. which you know you only need three ingredients and some chicken stock and then you puree it and it's like heavenly yeah and then the third one is a, a good gratin which you just need a, a root vegetable and some cream and some cheese and a little garlic but these are the kind of things that you, when you plate a whole chicken or you have this like beautiful gratin or you have this very comforting soup and you realize you literally did it in three steps, it, I feel like it opens up this, this um, confidence. Like, yeah. wow, I made a whole chicken. Yeah, no, but totally, totally. It's, it's, I think we, we, some people will build walls, you know, they all think like, I can't, this is a mountain I have to climb. I can't do it. It seems so intimidating for sure. Chicken, definitely. I can see how the roast chicken would be intimidating, right? Like as a teenager, I think it took me a while to like launch myself on a roast chicken. <laughs> well, you know, what? I a lot of, you know, because we have such a disconnect with our food, a lot of people are kind of grossed out by their food, you know, especially when it comes to protein. And it's like, you got to touch it. You got to, yes. you got to be in touch with your food. And some people are like, 
like pinching, you know, like they don't want to touch, like they'll touch the vegetable. But when it comes to protein and like you're saying with fish, they'll eat it when it's cooked, but they don't want to touch it when it's raw. And it's like, you gotta be, you gotta touch your food. You gotta be like. So I totally agree with this. And this is where I think, I don't know if a professional chef would, would do the same thing. I don't know, but I feel like when I was teaching my son, I have a, I have a 16 year old and a 13 year old and both of them, when I taught them to like, they wanted to make their burgers and the little one loves meat. And I, you know, so I'm like, okay, fine, let's just do, we'll make our own, the burger. And so I took a big piece of like chuck kind of meat and I passed it through the grinder that like the meat grinder and he saw it come out and he's like, Oh my God, I didn't know that's how, <laughs> that's how, how it happened. And then, um, and then, so we put it in the bowl and I said, okay, we'll put some spices, put some, um, cause you know, I, I, my, my dad's Iranian and Iranians, they, they grate the onion. They almost puree the onion before putting it in the meat. So you don't have chunks, but you've got the flavor. So you put the onion puree, you put the spices about the thing. And I said, now you take your hands and you, and, and at first, you know, they're like, really, you know, and, and I've seen a lot of people who, who are very, um, they're not into like doing the whole. Or they put like gloves to touch some stuff. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta touch it. Like, you know, that goes back to the, the connection, the energetic connection to something. I mean, you have to honor it by respecting it when it's dead in front of you. You didn't kill it. I mean, it would be amazing if you could hunt your own stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. At least honor this 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 thing that you're going to ingest by treating Don't it, gross. Yeah. touching it, and washing it, and cleaning it, and you know, and and you put your energy into it. And again, we probably digest through our hands because the skin is the biggest organ in the body. So by you touching what you're going to eat. There, there must be a, a, Something. a chemical reaction, yeah. you know, to, to the whole thing. But I'm, I, I would, lo- I'm going to definitely do one of your cook-alongs, um, and I'm going to. I, I wish we were neighbors. If we were neighbors, I would be in your oh. house. Tell <laughs> us. Um, I, I'm gonna let you go. We've been talking for a while, and I know you're a busy lady, but. What about, what do you do to take care of yourself apart from eating beautiful food? Because first of all, it was your birthday yesterday. It was my birthday yesterday. Thank you. I love that you were making all your food. Usually people are like, it's my birthday. I want other people. And you made these beautiful kind of uh, quiche or I don't know. Everything was so I did a couple of things. I did uh, did some dips. So I did like a bunch of dips because my husband said, okay, there's a surprise picnic for you tonight. And I said, well, in that case, let me like, can I, you know, can I make something and I'll do it. I can take recipes that I have on the website. So I show people and I video myself. And so I did a bunch of dips and then I did, I had leftover stuff, you know, like the roasted veggies. (laughs) I got a bunch of roasted veggies. Um, I had what it was sweet potato and I had uh, blanched some asparagus. So I did a, a pie with asparagus, um, the roasted sweet potatoes, and there was leftover roquefort cheese, you know, the blue cheese. Yeah. So I did that and I did like a galette, you know, like I just kind of folded the, the dough, but it, it was looks really so quick. Beautiful. It's so colorful. 
Yeah, yeah. And and some friends, but you know, the French do this, they get together and everybody makes because when we got there, everybody had made a little thing. They do that a lot. Like people come to each other's houses. And it's like, here's the pie. Here's the this. Here's the bottle of wine. Here's the whatever fruit salad or what. And everybody makes it themselves and brings it to the table. And I think that is just awesome. I love that. I love that. I, so that's I, what I, we did last night. Apart, well, it's that energy, that communion of breaking bread and tasting other people's food. And, you know, everybody has their own seasoning in their hand. So you and I could make the same dish and it's going to taste different, even yes. if you use ingredients, right? Because you have your own sense of how much you put it into something. But apart from beautiful food you also are a very fit woman you take care of your body but what's your what's your self-care like what are your non-negotiables what's your like a typical day how do you keep yourself shiny and beautiful as you are hmm so I think for me the first thing in the morning would be I go to nature so I walk the dog who who was barking earlier I walk the dog and I'm really lucky because I live in a very, like I live in the hills in the countryside, 30 minutes from the sea. So I spend like a good hour in nature, just walking. And that since I've been doing that, I have to say it has had huge benefits, you know, talking about energy. I think the, the energy of the leaves and the, and, and nature and the, the like the trees you get so much from that. I think you actually get like essential oils from the trees when you, like, when you walk through the forest. So I do that, but I'm, I, I realize that I'm very lucky to be able to do that now because I, where I used to live, we lived in the desert, right? So there was none of that. But since I've been living in nature in like in a you know very natural surrounding I do that and that's kind of a non-negotiable so I will spend an hour in nature or an hour walking like that hour walk is really important um meditation I fit that in every day even if it's just 15 minutes I need that recentering. um and so those are two uh and then the third one is I I do the Tracy Anderson method right so I work out on the mat I still do that almost not every day, but like on most days I will do it, but I only do it when I really feel like doing it. And there are some days where I'm just like, oh, the music isn't what I want or I'm not in the mood. Like I, it's less of a, um, less of a non-negotiable than it used to be. I used to be like really strict about it and like, and I wanted to do it. And then I find with age and with time and, all of this, I just feel like, you know, like I do it, but I listen to myself a little bit more, but I do like getting on the mat and I do like moving to music. And that's why I love her, her, her stuff. Cause it's like, it gets you moving in all these different directions. And, and I just feel it keeps you really young and it opens up your chest and like, you know, it's kind of like, and Pilates does, you know, has, is different. Right. But it's still similar, like getting on a mat and and moving your body so that's yeah, those are like yeah. three things i do you know um almost every day i love it yeah nature meditation movement and food yeah and then and then you know what the thing i do every single day and i don't say this but it it is really part of my equilibrium but it's for me and it's a personal thing 
I'm, I really love making breakfast for my kids. Ever since they were young, um, I mean, I don't care if at lunchtime, sometimes, you know, they're out and about and we don't eat together and whatever. But for breakfast, I'm, I always, always love having that moment in the kitchen where I'm by myself early in the morning and I'll do whatever it is, even if it's something super simple. But I like to have that moment of peace and just preparing their their breakfast. And I tell you, it's, it can be 10 minutes. It can be like really short. I'm not always like cooking up a storm, but that that moment... I've been doing it every day for the past, you know, 16 years. Like I, I love, love, love that moment. So I think I those are the, the sacred things. There's also that glass of wine <laughs> once in a while, you know, but, but I think no, but really the self-care is really the, is those things. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that because you're such a radiant and um, you, you just have this like, spirit like this youthful Aww. light and every time I talk to you you you're just so warm and caring and the fact that you said that because a lot of people don't like to make breakfast for their kids you know I don't oh, but that's I don't why I said that. it's personal right no like, but it's I such a beautiful it. thing because you're, you're you're feeding them you know you're doing and, and that I think that describes a lot how you embrace life and how you embrace the people around you you feed people And that is such a beautiful thing, you know, like that's a, that's a huge expression of love, especially when you're doing it with love and you're like, here, I am, I want to feed you. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. Don't you love that? I love that. Yes. I just, but I think it's a, in another, in a past life, I must've been the lady who was making the food in the tribe. You know, like I think I was, I was that lady. I wasn't the yeah. hunter or the, you know but I was definitely the feeder, I think. You're feeding people. So thank you so much for being with us today. How can people find um, out about what you offer, your Instagram, how to find you and get to know you even more? Well, if they want to get to know me, I mean, they can go on my website. It's uh, wellmama.com. So it's W-E-L-L-M-A-M-M-A.com. Um, then they'll see what I, you know, my rest, some of my recipes and eBooks and so on. Um, and then if they, if people really want to get to know me though, I would say go on my social media account, um, go on my Instagram at well mama, go on my YouTube channel. I regularly, like really regularly put out videos and IGTVs where people will kind of get more of what I do. And it, and I, and I really give them a bite size of kind of, Like this is a glimpse of my life and this morning what I'm making and this evening what I'm making and I'm rushed and I have 20 minutes to make dinner type of thing. That's the sort of thing. Um, and yeah, and if they want to participate in the cook-alongs, they're every week. I have one every week. It's not always the same time, but I usually put it out on, on social media. You'll know. Um, and if you want to get my ebook, so I have a spring and summer ebook that's out um, and it's got... Like I've included in that one, I've included um, a three-week uh, weeknight meal, like a dinner meal plan um, with grocery lists for each week and for like the, the recipes for each, um, for each day. And usually it's one of those recipes that I will make on that week in the cook-along. And so if people get that, they get a free cook-along with the book. And, um, and yeah, so if they want to know more. And I'm going to keep like churning out these meal plans and recipes because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of women um, have been 
wanting that you know they want simple but delicious and they want they need like a bit of guidance um some people even know how to cook right they just need like they just need a plan and so yeah, that's yeah. what i've been doing um and it's a lot of fun so so there you go and also if they want i didn't prepare the the promo code yet but i can give um, like 30 percent off the listeners of the podcast if you want but maybe i can use like paola or is that okay as a code oh yeah or like paola well mama something that's Paola, well, mama, I'll, that'll be the code and I'll just input it so like that anybody who's listening to you can um, can get 30% off the spring summer ebook. Perfect. And you just sparked an idea. I think I think we need to talk on the side and collaborate and maybe you can help me with some recipes that are friendly for my programs because I know how to cook. I don't know how to put a recipe together. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I can describe <laughs> it to you and I'll like yeah, put yeah, it in sure. the there. But I would love to to maybe do something together where I, I show you what the guidelines are and helping put even if it's a one one menu together where people have some vegetables, some things and with a For different sure. point of view. But we'll talk about that. I love you so much. We finally Yes, we did it. Now we're going to have to do something else again <laughs> to yeah. continue the well, conversation. Have a great day. Don't go. When I hang up this, we'll say goodbye properly. So thank you, everyone, for listening and have a great week. Thank you for listening. For nutrition, coaching, wellness offerings, and upcoming events, please visit my website, paolaatlason.live. And for daily musings and simple advice, you can find me on Instagram at Paola Atlason Wellness, sending love.